In a world where trust is shattered and darkness looms, one man's journey from betrayal to redemption will captivate your heart. Absolutely. Even if Absolutely. you don't take them. If you have a relative that is a Christian, yes. allow them to take the kids. I like that. Because yeah. it's like, you, you may not want Jesus, but... Thrown into a detention center, he grappled with the harsh reality of being imprisoned mentally and physically. At that moment, I told myself, I'm not going behind bars no more. Betrayed and deceived by the one he trusted most. So now we're about to enter into this part of your life where you're cheated on. It was rough for me. Bought teddy bears for her, flowers. And my heart just got squeezed and beat upon and crushed and stuck. In the depths of his despair, he questioned God's plan. I said, I said, you don't know what just happened to me, Meg. But amidst the darkness, a glimmer of hope emerged. He found solace in the teachings of a higher power. And in that moment, he discovered a new purpose. Out with the old. In with the new. In with the new. The Holy Spirit came inside of me. From being lost to salvation, this is the story of Nick. Coming soon, this summer on July 1st on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Welcome to the Call by God podcast with Rodson Sanat, Adney Godin, and myself, Nixon Sylvain. This show is about dialogues of biblical characters and testimonies of Christians who submitted to the will of God. Each week, we'll bring on one guest so that they can share their story of how they were called by God. I hope this show inspires you. Enjoy. Hello and welcome, world, to the Call by God podcast. I'm yours truly, Nixon Sylvain, and I'm with Rotson Sanat and Adney Godin. Today, we're going to talk about Cain. Again, this episode is a continuation of episode nine, where we talked about uh, Cain and Abel. So we're going to look into Cain's call and Cain's purpose. So I'm excited to have this great dialogue with my brother and my sister in Christ, Rodson and Adney, how y'all doing on this blessed day? I am doing wonderful. I truly am. Can't complain one bit. Well, I want to say uh, hello world as well. And uh, just to allude to what Adney say, uh, I'm in the same posture and position. I'm just thankful to be on the show once again to express the magical uh, divine will of God through Cain. Amen. Amen. So we're going to do, we're just going to dive right into it. Uh, We'll be covering Genesis chapter uh, four, uh, verses 16 through 18. Um, But before we get there, we're just going to kind of give a, do a little recap of what we covered on the last episode. So Cain um, and Abel, um, two brothers, one brother, um, was jealous of another brother um, because of that he didn't present the right offering to God. And as a result, when his brother was alone um, in the field and he killed his brother. So this is the first um, incident where we see a murder uh, that took place in the Bible. And God, God, here is God, um, you know, questioning Cain. Um, maybe it was interrogation. Maybe it was not. <laughs> but this is God. He could do whatever he want. So God in Genesis 9 asks Cain, where's Abel, uh, your brother? Um, of course, uh, Cain, Cain lied 
to God. And then here in verse number um, Genesis chapter 10, then God asks him a rhetorical question. What have you done? Um, obviously, God knows the hearts of man. Um, God don't really have to question Cain because God already knows the answers to everything. So in Genesis uh, 11, God cursed Cain. So God gave Cain uh, a, a lineage, a line of curses. He says, when you work, um, you know, the, the, the ground um, that produces your crop, it will no longer produce uh, any, any crops. And on top of that, he said, you're going to be a, a fugitive and a, a vagabond. And I looked up the word fugitive. So a fugitive um, is a person who has escaped uh, from a place or is in hiding, especially to avoid arrest or persecution. And then the flip side to that, a vagabond is a person who wanders uh, from place to place without a home or a job. And I, I found that that was uh, uh, quite interesting. So, of course, you know, God said you're going to be a fugitive and a vagabond. And this was what this I thought was quite interesting of Cain response in Genesis 14. He said, you have driven me out this day and from the face of the land and from your face, I will be hiding and I will be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And whoever finds me will kill me. So again, I, I like what Rodson alluded to um, in the last episode. He mentioned that God was still sovereign. God was still merciful. Good God was still talking to him. So we're just going to dive into verse number 16. And we're just going to um, have a great, you know, dialogues of, of what we can identify or what's going on with Cain. So in verse number 16, um, that amplified version, that's uh, my co-host uh, Adney's uh, favorite <laughs> version. It reads, so Cain uh, went away. From the presence of the Lord and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Now, which one of you two want to tackle and explain to me, on you know, your opinion, what you feel is going on in this verse? Go ahead. Oh, this one is who? Mercy. This, this one is, is a deep one for me. Just to, to know that the the land of Nod, wandering in exile. I'm going to put myself in it. Knowing before I knew God, I was going on different places, searching for something, and I just, I could not find it. And when I finally came into a relationship with the Lord, that wandering stopped. Like I wasn't tossed back and forth to and fro. So I'm 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 list, I'm reading this and I'm listening to you read it and I'm like wow he was wandering that mean he had no his feet could, had no true rest there was no place that he put his foot that he felt at peace that he felt at home it was just like I'm I'm I just I can't find rest for my soul for my spirit I I'm I'm Basically, like the word said in the beginning, he's a vagabond. There's just no, no peace. Cain had no true inner peace. And that's what I wanted to share. Um, yeah, exactly. So what's happening is we can actually see um, 
Cain was, you know, uh, a identifying and manifested, manifesting a spirit of <clears throat> division. You know, we, you know, we, we, we alluded to Abel being a spirit of unification, the kingdom of God, everything in ordinance, the spirit, humility, love, and kind, peace, joy. In other words, the fruits of the spirit. And Cain was completely the opposite of his brethren. So him having a wandering spirit, no foundation, as my sister Adney alluded to, no stability, and most importantly, no rest. So we do know now that God has excluded Cain out of his presence and Cain no longer have a relationship with God. So it tells us when we don't have a relationship with God, we would not have any stability, firmness, sound mind, sound judgment, and most importantly, love. There is no love dwelling in Cain. So we see that in his behavior and his actions. So that's, that's a very good term. Uh, nod means wandering. Yeah, that's that's well said. And and even when I looked at uh, verse number um, 16 in terms of uh, Cain uh, wandering, I didn't, you know, what really got to me is that not the fact that he was wandering is that, you know, when he went away from the presence of, of God, you know, um, and because we see in, in the children of Israel, you know, they they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, but they had the spirit of God with them. You know, they had a mediator. They had someone to um, perhaps intercede for them. You know, every time that God wanted to bring judgment and punishment to the children of Israel, uh, Moses stood in the gap. So I think for Cain, he was in a worse state because not only that he's wondering, he's going place to place, a place of being very uncomfortable. Um, and on top of that, with no peace, as um, Adney alluded to, um, he don't have God's presence. And you know where God's presence is, you know, you got love, joy, uh, peace, happiness. You got all pretty much the fruits of the spirit. So I, I think that's key. And, and that's why I wanted to highlight in, in verse number 14, because he said he told God that you have driven me. Because the last time I checked, my Bible says that God is omnipresent. You know, so again, so for God to have this conversation uh, with Cain. And here's Cain and Israel, you know, obviously before we get to 16, he told God, God, you the one that's driving me away from this land. You know, he's telling God you. So instead of him saying like, you know, God, I was wrong and being humble about it. And, and God will be sovereign and merciful to even forgive him. But he, he too didn't take that approach. So as, as a result, um, he had to face uh, consequences and not only leaving the presence of God, but also wandering. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Thank you for making it midway through this episode. We want to take a moment to sincerely thank each and every one of you who have been supporting our show. Your encouragement and positive feedback mean the world to us. We want to continue to bring you inspiring and thought-provoking content each week, and that's where we need your help. We kindly ask you to support our podcast by clicking on the link provided in the description below. Your support will enable us to grow, reach a wider audience, and continue to produce the quality content you enjoy. We truly appreciate your support and value your contribution to the Call by God podcast. Together, let's inspire and uplift others in their faith journey. Thank you once again for your continued support. And we look forward to bringing you more enlightening episodes in the future. God bless.
Okay, so as you were speaking, two things came into my mind. People who don't believe in God, where did that come from? Why is it so hard for people to believe that God exists because they don't see him? Number two, how many of us have the spirit of Cain and Abel in us? And how many of us are feeding Abel and killing Cain? And how many of us are killing Cain? I mean, um, feeding Cain and killing Abel. And that's, that's what was like going through my head right now when I'm thinking about that in the whole exile. Because you have so many of us, not only people who don't believe in God, but those of us who claim to have a relationship with God. And we're literally killing Abel and manifesting the spirit of Cain in our lives. But nobody knows it because we wear those masks very well. And we always use the term, I am blessed and highly favored. But when you're outside, nobody, no one knows that you're a child of God because all you manifest Everything that someone sees is wickedness. All they see is unpleasantness. All they see is no love, no compassion, because you're a quote unquote child of God. But if I was to walk with somebody who, who's supposed to be my brother in Christ and, I, and they meet with somebody in the lingo and I'm saying, wow. This is what like these studies have helped me to understand. I need to kill Cain. I need to kill the spirit of Cain and feed Abel. And that's what I wanted to share. If you enjoy podcasts like myself and you're seeking a podcast host, look no other than Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout gets your show listed on every major platform. You get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episode and more. Podcast isn't hard when you have the right partners on your side. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you. Get you a $20, $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and help support our show. Thank you. That's extremely profound. Um, and we can actually see this is the first, because <clears throat> Cain grew up in a very powerful uh, foundation. You know, he had Adam, who had a divine connection with the father. And of course, his mother Eve, who was actually a helpmeet and a balance to Adam, completing him, allowing him to become whole. They became whole as a family. So he came from a very profound foundation, the foundation of life. So he is now disconnected from God, which makes him religious. I think this is the first form of religion that is created. One who have the personification, one who have the exterior uh, form of godliness. And we says, you know, like, like alluded to the New Testament, said they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. You know, so this is Cain. Cain have created religion. He has the tradition, he has the practices, but he does not have the fruit. He does not have the spirit. So everything that he does, he's doing it from a religious perspective. Because if, if you get Cain out of character, if you say something that does not align with he wants to hear, what he likes, Cain is going to uh, address you in a fleshly manner 
and not in a spiritual manner. So alluding to us again, making it practical, like Adney spoke profound. You know, she always speaks from her perspective in her shoes. She puts it in a place that we all can understand. We all have to kill Cain because it's easier to become religious and it's extremely difficult to be spiritual. Christ called us to be spiritual. So uh, I think that's where religion comes in. It is one who seems to have um, everything put together, but behind closed door, they have no relationship with God. So that was very powerful, Adney. Yeah, that's well said. This is, this is getting real good. Okay, so let's go to verse number 17. Um, as we follow, you know, uh, what's going on with Cain, following his footsteps as he departed from the presence of God. So verse number 17, uh, Cain knew his wife. Um, it says one of Adam's descendants and she conceived and gave birth to Enoch and Cain built a city and named it Enoch after the name of his son. Which one of y'all want to explain this? Because obviously this is, um, I would say this, Cain is doing exactly what his God told his daddy to do. So he's doing it, you know, be fruitful and multiply. So now here you got a cursed individual. Um, now we're going to see his family line. So we're going to see if there's going to be a trend due to his curse in his family line. So what can I say about verse uh, number 17? Here comes uh, another first sign, a form of dysfunctionalism. Because Cain is, is uh, once again, he built a city named Enoch, which means experienced or uh, dedicated. But he's dedicated to himself. This is where you see one who proclaimed to be God because he's disconnected from God. So Cain becomes his first. He's the first individual who proclaimed to be God, not by his words, but by his actions. How is it so? Because he has no direct divine connection with the father. So everything that he does moving forward, he's doing it based off his own knowledge and understanding. So we see that he is dedicated to himself. He's experienced because he was attached to the origin of the foundation of Adam and Eve. So he does have the experience, but he have no, no, no relationship, which leaves him being committed and dedicated to self. So he's building it in Enoch, which means experience and dedication. And it reminds you, if a man builds his house on the sand, once again, he has no foundation. It says there's a storm that's going to come, it's going to toss it to and fro, and then it's not going to be stable. But once who builds his house on a rock, that means a relationship with the father and the creator and his son. He said when the storms come, he said he will find himself to be a wise man. So if Cain not a wise man, he is a foolish man that is cursed, that is condemned, and most importantly, depending upon his own knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. So that is a faulty foundation, which I would say. Oh, Brother Rod, that was so good. I was reading um, 16 again, just to try and get myself a, a better understanding. But when I think of um, the name meaning experience, so I'm like, experienced in what what are you experienced in <laughs> right so you're naming this, this this your son experience what are you experienced in so what i'm led to 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 put in my little mind is what was what was he teaching his son what foundation was he setting for enoch 
Not only that, we know scripturally men are supposed to be the priest, protector, and provider of their homes. How was he with his wife if he didn't even have a true presence of God for him to even lead her as as a husband? So those are the things that were going through my mind. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. My, my, my brain just tries to, you know, depict everything that we just read. But those two things came to mind. What type of husband was he? Number two, you name your son experienced, but what were you teaching him? As a, as a young man, were you teaching him selfishness or were you teaching him how to, um, hey, look, let me tell you something. I made this mistake. I need you to stay connected to God. Or was it the complete opposite? Look, I'm a God. I need you to understand that you're a God, right? So those are the things that were, were going through my mind. And then I wanted to know, like, okay, he built this whole land, um, um, city, named it after his son, what was going on there? <laughs> because the Bible doesn't tell us what was going on there. So it's like we're left to go into a place and think about Cain's character and how he moved and functioned in his jealousy, function in envy, function. And basically, he did not function. He was dysfunctional. So what did that place look like? So that's one of the things I, I wanted to share um, with you all, Brother Nick. What's your answer? Yeah, I mean, I think it is well said. Um, pretty much to sum it up in a nutshell, you guys made great points, but we know that uh, where there, where God is not present, there is chaos. Okay, so we know based on the the things that transpired with Cain. So you know, you remove God's presence, and now, like you alluded to, Adney, he's building. A, he built a city, and I think of a city. If I mean a modern term, um, I don't want to use the world. I could just say city. Or you could, we could just say home, like Rod said, if you don't have a, a foundation with God. So when that foundation has been removed, there will be chaos. So when there's no rules, anything goes. And that's, you know, that's, that's key because um, God has a set order of things and God do things because, and this is, this is the danger of sin, right? When they're his parents, a from the knowledge of, of uh, good and evil. Now you have, um, now you could make that decision. You're no longer a robot. You, you have that opportunity to, to decide whether or not you want to do good and you want to do right. So we see in Cain's situation, you know, he already uh, chose his path. So we know following his path going to be straight evil. I mean, yes, the Bible doesn't say much, but we could tell by the fruits. You know, in 1 John 3.12 says, do not be like Cain. So the Bible uh, written that for a reason in the New Testament said, do not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And he says, and why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. So we see here that, you know, evil followed Cain. Not only he wandered, you don't have God's spirit. And when somebody don't have God and they have the evil presence, ain't no telling what's going on in that city. I mean, any er you talking about no rules. That means it's going down. <laughs> it's going down. So Lord have mercy. So hopefully that we have any individuals that's listening to us, make sure that you are connected with God, Jesus Christ. He is the savior. He's the only one that could bring peace and set the captives free. So Adney, I want you to go ahead and read uh, verse uh, number 18. Um, and then we'll conclude afterwards as we explain. it. All right. It reads, now to Enoch was born Irad, and Irad born 
became the father of Mehujael, and Mehujael became the father of Methushael, and Methushael became the father of Lamech. Amen, amen. And I think about genealogies. Um, I think about uh, family trees. So that's pretty much what the Bible is mentioning here without saying it. Like, this is the family tree of this individual. In this case, they're only mentioning, um, it looks like they're mentioning the males, um, as I can see here. Um, So I I think there's an important thing, you know, when it comes with family trees. So I want y'all to explain to me what's going on. What do you think are the repercussions of of uh, Cain's family tree, um, who want to tackle this about, you know, in terms of generational curses or like, do we see this in this day and age where we see generational curses? Please explain that. I was trying to find the definition of Irad's name um, and then to go into the other two, Methujael and Mehujael. Um, so, cause, cause I really mm-hmm. wanted a better explanation of that, but here it is. Like I said before, Some of us have the spirit of Abel and some of us have the spirit of Cain. If Cain's deeds were wicked, what was he teaching his children? And then his children, what were they teaching their children? And then their children, what were they teaching them? Right. Because, Brother Nick, you alluded to in a city that has no rules, that has no God. There's nothing but chaos. We are doing things according to our knowledge, our understanding, not God's knowledge and God's understanding. Last night on our Jesus Sprinkle call, we were talking to the brothers. They were asking us questions. I got the questions early. I looked at them, but the Holy Spirit would not allow me to be surface. Why? Because I had the Holy Spirit in me and everything that was in here, he was going to bring to the surface when I answered it. So if I'm answering this way, then my children, I'm teaching them the same thing that that is in me. And that's the spiritual side. That's the part of me that truly says, God, I am your servant. Here am I, send me. Use me as you plead. Order my steps. Guide me. But for Cain, as we read, is that what's going on with his children? What are their thought process? Are they, do they even um, reject what he has taught them and become other people? I don't see that. So that's one of the things, that's one of the reasons I wanted to know what um, Irad, um, Methujael, and Mehujael meant. So if y'all could help me with that, that'd be great. Yeah, uh, Irad, is witness and fugitive and alluded to what you have mentioned, Adney. Um, so here it is. Um, yes, of course, this functionalism is passed down. Uh, we see that, you know, the foundation is set. Cain is now going to be the grandfather of, of Yad, Methusael, and uh, the rest of the descendants that come after him. Because you, like you said, the foundation, there is no relationship with God. There's no connection. Um, there is no revelation. These guys are getting no revelation from God. What is, what, what's going to happen? Who's going to be invading your city? Who is going to be betraying you? So they have no insight. So in other words, a blind leads a blind into a ditch. We know that the biblical, uh, orderance of God, it says the head of man is Christ. The head of Christ is God and the head of a woman is man. And in the head of the children is a woman. Cain does not have a mediator, which is Christ. He doesn't have God. So Cain praises himself. 
but we know that he's in a chaotic situation, a dysfunctional situation. This is where low self-esteem come in. You know, this guy have no self-esteem. So he is easily um, targeted, you know, emotionally, emotionally imbalanced, you know. So I can imagine how his sons react. So instead of being masculine, they probably have a feminine energy. This is where guys gossip. This is where guys get sloppy. This is where guys start to look at another guy. He says, you, you see, a, uh, Abel had a not only a masculine energy, a spiritual connection, a relationship with the father. What is the contrary to that? What is the opposite of a man that not having those things? And of course, we know that when we're in the presence of God, we know that a man is supposed to be the head of his household. Who knows? Maybe this is where Cain steps back and allow his wife to lead because it's dysfunctional. There's no order there. So we all have to take in consideration. Where are we today? This is where you see women stepping up, men playing video games all day, men hanging with their friends all day, men wanting to sleep all day. No studying the words, no implementing God in, into their family, their children, not taking time to spend quality times with their children, taking them time. So they're depending on the woman to do all these things that they were created to do because it is a feminine energy, not a masculinity energy. So we see the dysfunctionalism, the discombobulated spiritual attributes being passed down generation to generation. And it's going to take God to intervene, to step in, to break that curse. So we have to be so careful. Man, that was well said. That was well said. So as you can see here, the, the generational curses. Um, so maybe perhaps the generational curses, the generational curses came from um, Cain. And obviously, you know, through humanity, everything went on a downhill spiral until Christ returned. When Christ returned and he died and he was uh, buried and raised on the third day. So we thank God always for Jesus Christ who came uh, for us. But um, we're going to conclude there, man. I had a great time. I had a great time with you guys. Um, it's always good, you know, having these dialogues of these biblical characters. I don't know if we should continue doing these or we should have guests. I like both because both have been blessing me. Um, so I want to hear y'all thoughts before we close um, in terms of what do y'all feel um, was Cain's purpose? Cain, honestly, I believe came to show us who we should not be. And I say that when you're living in a world with chaos, there needs to be some peace. And within that peace, that's where we Christians step in. We look at when Adam and Eve, a lot of times we sit back and we said everything happened with Adam and Eve in the garden. But what I love about God, and I'm going to always say this, is that he's a gentleman and he gives us a choice. We can choose to serve him or we can choose to be disobedient. And right now, what I'm looking at in this world, the spirit of Cain is running rampant. Prod, you want to add on to that? What do you feel was Cain's purpose based on what we have covered? Uh, I always believe that Cain uh, represents the kingdom of darkness, um, the forces of evil, one who has no guidance, no direction, who is not being led by the spirit of God. Because Cain is, is very symbolic and symptomatic to Lucifer. Lucifer esteems himself. He prays himself. He has no sense of direction. He's a murderer. He's a liar. He's a thief. He's a killer. So you can see all those characteristics and attributes in Cain, which 
represents his father, Lucifer. So to boil it down, we can see the contrary between Abel, which is a representation of the heavenly realm, and Cain is a representation of Lucifer, kingdom of darkness. Hey Amen. That's well said. Well, let me add my crumbs in there. <laughs> it's not much because <laughs> you guys made a, a great points. But um, Cain is, is, is what I could say about Cain is like one um, exercising their free will, but allowing one to overpower the other, you know, because we were made in an image of God and we have a conscience, you know, because we, we, we have eight from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. We know the difference between right and wrong, but Cain allowed the evil side, the bad to overpower the good side. So I think we got to be very so careful um, as God continue to tug on our hearts, as God continue to be merciful, we got to take heed to God's word and overpower the bad with good. It's easier said than done, but you need the spirit of God to accomplish that. All right, world. So that's it. That's it. We had a good time on the Call by God podcast. As you heard it, Brother Rod and Sister Adney and myself was having a great dialogue of Cain. I hope you guys took heed to what was mentioned on today. I would say this, um, continue to share um, our podcast, continue to listen and subscribe. And we ask that you continue to look on the show notes and click on our link and make a simple donation to our to support our show as we're striving to grow in the name of Jesus and we're trying to bring content unto the world. Until then, God bless you and remember Jesus Christ is King. Wait, there's more. What if today was your last day on earth? Would you be ready to meet your maker? Well, Jesus Christ has given us the good news. He told his disciples in Mark 16, 15, 16, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Jesus Christ has instructed his children to share and preach the gospel, which is the good news, which means that Jesus Christ came and that he was sacrificed. He was buried and he rose on the third day by believing and by repenting and confessing and being baptized. You will be saved. So it is your choice. Jesus Christ will not force you. You've heard the message. You heard personal testimonies. But this is your opportunity to give your life to Christ. Don't wait until tomorrow, because tomorrow is not promised. So I hope you submit to the will of God and give your soul to Christ. Be blessed.